Hey, what's going on, gamers? My name is Chris, and welcome to episode 5 of Horton Brothers Grimm, a video game podcast. And the two knuckleheads joining me, of course, are my real brothers, Scott and Zach. What's up, dudes? Hey, what's up? Yeah, that's me. Yeah, they are knuckleheads in real life. Hashtag knuckleheads in the comments when you rate the show, guys, please. Hashtag knuckleheads. We're going to be talking about Zach and Scott there. Just remember that. No, <laughs> no, that's tonic for sure, because he has hair, or he did have hair. You can obviously see I am not a knucklehead. Oh, he's a knucklehead. And remember, uh, if he calls me Tonic, but that's my video game name over on my channel, Bang Bang. Potato! Over here, I'm Chris, but that's cool. It's cool, Zach. I'll let it slide. No, it's, it's, you're still Tonic's fan, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we've been calling him Tonic for so long, it's kind of hard not to. And we should have been calling him no, Tonic this whole time. I need to get my name officially changed with the uh, whatever you got to do, the National Register thing, EG. I don't know what it's called. When did you get married? I married myself. I love myself. <laughs> He's going to change his name because he but, got married. But guys, welcome to the episode. We really are happy that you're here, and we appreciate all the support that has been shown in the first four episodes. We really do appreciate it. And again, we're going to ask you, as always, if you have not yet, please go over to iTunes, leave a five-star rating, and comment. It can be anything. You can comment anything. But we really want you to comment. Hashtag knuckleheads this time. Hashtag knuckleheads. We're not going to say the other <laughs> thing that Scott doesn't like. We're going to let him slide this week. Yes, we should let that other thing die. Oh, there's another <laughs> thing? Hmm, what could it be? I don't know. <laughs> you guys tell us. What is <laughs> let us know in the comments on the ratings and really the reason i ask you guys that every week is because it super helps our podcast grow pod itunes really looks at the shows that are getting a response from the listener and we know you're enjoying it because if you're listening to episode five you gotta be enjoying this yep. so we really would appreciate if you go there and check it out now we're not saying you can't rate it on other services like soundcloud or stitcher or google play music tune in all those places it's very important to hit subscribe and like the podcast too but itunes is the biggest of the big in podcast world so that's the reason we talk about it the most anyway i'll take i'll finish talking about that now. and soon Thanks you'll be listening. able to listen to podcasts on your apple watch yes apple watch will be starting we start support podcasts pretty cool watch is there OS nothing 5. that thing can't do dude i'm telling you apple watch is good po- Apple Watch. Apple, you better send us some watches or something. <laughs> we're hooking you up. Some... I also <laughs> so have guys, my iPhone you. 10. So. <laughs> we all have iPhone 10s now. Well, Skip Scott. Yeah, we gotta get we got to get Scott over to uh, the Apple side. That way we can, like when uh, iOS 12 comes out, we can do multiple FaceTimes instead of just to one person. Just letting you know. Cool. Anyways, moving we on. We have an orgy of FaceTimes. Oh, Lord. Yes. <laughs> FaceTime orgy. <laughs> this guy. Oh, my God. Who wants to end? Scott, Zach, get in here. It's time to FaceTime orgy. I think that's what it's called, what FaceTime orgy. I, I don't want to have anything to do with that. There's there's <laughs> definitely something wrong with you, and you should have yourself checked. Yes, definitely. <laughs> you are the middle child, though, so we know you're the weirdest. I'm, like, so off and so, you know, with, so it can't be helped. That doctors refuse me at the door. This is what <laughs> happens. This is in. what happens when you plan children, people. Okay, just have kids. Just let them be spontaneous. 
Don't plan them or they will be weird. And then they'll eat life cereal. <laughs> mm, delicious. Live cereal. Okay, that's... Uh... Well, I know the slogan was, unless they're weird, your kids will eat it. But you have to be weird to eat that disgusting stuff. That's true. That stuff was pretty... Um... The reason you lasted longer in life with it is because it's like eating tree bark, okay? <laughs> Anyways, what's our first topic, gentlemen? Our first topic to gay. To, to gay. To gay. Guys, that's All right. Gay. That's, yes, to gay. To gay. That's what Chris likes to do. Hey. To be happy. Embrace the rainbow, people. Embrace the rainbow. Like Skittles. Embrace it, people. We are not against that in this podcast. We love it. Embrace it. All right. So, today we're going to be talking about three games. One from the past, one from the present, one from the future. The game from the past today is going to be Earthworm Jim. Awesome talk about it. Ayo. Groovy. Groovy. Okay. So, of course, we love that game. The game from the present is called Far Lone Sales, which is awesome. I just live streamed this game on my channel, Bang Bang Potential, a couple weeks ago. Played the full thing. It's a short game, but it's really excellent. And our future game is Mega Man 11. Which is not too far in the future, boys and girls. It's not October, what, 2nd? Of October. 2018. I'm going to strive for a live stream on launch day. Just saying. Launch day live stream can't beat that. That'll be awesome. So again, today in episode five, we're going to mix it up a little bit. We mixed it up last episode and we liked how it went. So today we're going to start off with the present day game, which is Far Lone Sales. Far Lone Sales came out May 17th, 2018, which is only a few weeks ago. From the, the, when we were recording this podcast, it only came, it's like, what, three weeks ago now? Yes. Right. Uh, it's available on Windows 10 and the Mac, but they are planning on releasing it on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox very soon. But at least there you are can play no it on the Mac. There are no dates on that, though. Yeah, you can play it on the Mac. That's pretty unusual when a game comes out and automatically is on the Mac, too. It's like, whoa, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Hmm. Um developer i know it's more usual nowadays but 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 still it's still not as usual yeah the the developer of this game is called okomotive never heard of them exactly well the reason you haven't heard of them because it's this game started as a bachelor's student project and his name is don schmacher schmacher and he he's from the zurich university of the arts like zurich overseas zurich yeah. Wow. So nice. Schmacher, Schmacher's your main developer. And he created this during his tenure of college to what, uh, earn his master's degree. Yeah, so like his uh, master's thesis or something, yeah? Yeah, exactly. And he went uh, all the way through his master's creating this game. And he was inspired as from games like Journey and Little Big Planet. Nice. Those were great games, too. Oh, yes. Excellent games. And his main goal in this game was to have the player focus on the vehicle of the of the game instead of the character itself. So your actual main character in this game is the vehicle. Huh. Your sub-character is the, the character that's running the vehicle. So take care of the ship and you'll take care of yourself, basically. Correct. What's cool about this game is if it, you don't, the character, the sub character doesn't die. The person running the ship never dies. But 
the ship can die. So what happens if so, the ship does get, I guess, destroyed in this case? Well, in this case, in this game, it, it starts you back at a certain checkpoint. A certain point in the game. There's doesn't really let you know there's a checkpoint. It just takes you back a little further than where you just were. Not too much. It does a pretty good job of putting you at the beginning of like a smaller section. It doesn't make you go all the way back. You know, it doesn't. It's not hardcore 80s retro game or anything. Right. Yeah. So it does a wonderful job of allowing the player to continue where they were. And it's, it's got a lot of puzzles that you have to solve. So you, like, you'll hit a point where you can't get past the gate. So your character, you take the sub-character is what I'm going to call it. It's, it. We don't know if it's a boy or a girl, by the way. It's in a rain jacket. <laughs> and it's, it does it's a not monkey. say. It does not say in the game that if it's a boy or girl. Right, of course. It's not gender specific. At all. Well, that's also Which good. I thought was a good choice for this game, especially because this game is designed for the player to kind of create the story. Because the story begins that the character is standing outside of its father's grave. What? And, yeah, you're standing outside your father's grave. Now, again, we don't know if it's a boy or girl. And the game is based on an ocean... A, like a dried up ocean floor. Okay, so you're basically in an area that's up against the ocean and everything's drying up around it. So you start off the game, from there you go to your ship. And then the game is all about the ship. It's, so you, it's very... Go ahead. So your your ship, once you get in the ship, it's all about getting from point A to point B. And having to deal mm-hmm. with all the obstacles and puzzles and everything in between, right? Correct. That's right. That reminds me of real life, going to work. Yep. The cool, cool thing about this vehicle is that it's a land and sea vehicle, so it can get in the water. But it also drives on land. Hmm. And well, the ultimate tour bus. <laughs> now this kind of game is right up my alley because it's it's the storyline is intentionally vague. It's allow it allows the player to kind of use their imagination of actually what's happening around them and what the character is, what the, what the goal is in the game. It's just the it's just a genre of game that I am super into. It's technically a puzzle platformer, but it's an open storyline that you can, like I said, I like using my imagination. So I like to play these kind of games. And I think anybody who does, you know, enjoy creating stories in their mind would love this game. Right. Um, So once you get into the ship at the beginning, you have to work on the inside of it. On the inside, you have to fill the boiler with fuel. Now, where you find your fuel is anywhere. The cool thing about this game is kind of like what I thought, what I I describe it as, is like Back to the Future 2, when Doc pulls up and says... Mr. Fusion, right. He's got the Mr. Fusion hooked up onto to the DeLorean. And he's like grabbing banana peels and cans and just coffee grinds, whatever he, he can to put dumping in. Dumping the, the liquid in and then threw the can in. I'm like, uh, why don't you just throw the can in with the liquid? Wouldn't it be fine? <laughs> <laughs> so this ship is how, this is what this ship does. You stop, you'll be driving the ship along and you're trying to control a couple different things in the ship. To fill the boiler, you'll see like, oh, there's some boxes and there, oh, there's a barrel. So you'll stop the ship, get out, and load that stuff in. And at first, you have to go outside and manually pick up the boxes and bring them in and put them in. And there's got little hooks inside the ship that you can keep your fuel inventory. So if you find more, say your fuel, your fuel is full, 
You still can go outside and pick up the barrels and the boxes and hang them up on hooks until you need them. Oh, that's cool. Like a fuel reserve then. That's good. Correct. It's always good to start store up your fuel in this game because there are certain points where you're trying to go up a hill, for instance, and you need to super boost the boiler. And what's cool about this is like you get the boiler going and it gets full, but then you you push in this button and it keep, makes the ship go. But then there's a steam gauge. Once the steam gets to a certain point, it gets, starts blinking red and you have to hit the other button to let the steam out. Or to shut the ship down. Damn. Yeah. So you let the you hit the steam button, and the steam kind of propels you forward, though. So it gives you a benefit if you keep an eye on it the way you're supposed to. Hmm. It pushes you forward. But then there's other parts of the ship. There's on the top. Uh, it's called far loan sails. So at the top, guess what you have? You have sails. Nice. And at the beginning of the game, you don't have this on your ship. But as you move forward, you start upgrading your ship piece by piece. There's areas where we hit this little factory area and you hit a button or you have to solve a puzzle and it'll load the new device onto your ship. First thing you get sails. So you can use the wind. When the wind's blowing, there's a little flag on top of your vehicle that shows you that the wind's blowing. So you go up there and you can turn the sails on and you don't have to use the boiler. It'll just take you away without using your fuel. But you can also use the fuel at the same time. So you can make it go even faster. So you can get, like, get a super boost of speed if you really want to. But at the same time, you got to really be careful about preserving your fuel to get to the end. Yeah. And it's got other parts of the ship. You end up getting a welder. You have a hose that you can uh, put up, put out fires with. Because certain parts of your ship will catch on fire at certain points. Especially when there's a storm, like lightning storms or hail storms. Hmm. So you have to like... Be putting out some fires. Now, if you get a hailstorm, you got to find shelter and cover for your ship. If you're in a lightning storm, it might your lightning's going to hit it at some point, of course. So you're going to need to pay attention to what parts are on fire and whatnot. So you're really running around crazy trying to keep the ship going. But in certain points, in certain points of the game, you're just chilling. You turn your sails on. You get up on top of the ship. You can hit RT on your uh, controller, and it'll zoom out right in the beautiful thing about this game is it is so pretty it is so ridiculous the art style of this game is insane yeah, they the, created the art oh go ahead Scott. i was just just gonna echo that i mean the graphics from what i saw of the gameplay and the trailers and everything that i watched it's just it's really visually stunning i mean it is really pretty it's dude it's so beautiful that uh, doing during my live stream i was talking to everybody that was watching and i'm like i'm gonna t- shut my webcam off for a minute here because I'm going to go back and take screenshots of this and I'm going to make a painting. I'm going to get a print made of this thing. Not yeah. Really a I couldn't paint it, but I'm going to get a print and hang it up on my wall somewhere. That's how beautiful this game is. It's got so many beautiful moments in it mm-hmm. that you literally could print the screen, go get you a fancy print made up and frame it. And then people are going to be like, that is an amazing piece of art. That's how beautiful this game is. It's one of the prettiest games I've ever seen. And these guys, this guy made this when he was in college. He made it. The graphics were made with Blender and Adobe Photoshop. That's, that's freaking insane. So they didn't use anything fancy. They used these tools that is accessible to anybody out there. And a decent price, too. Adobe Photoshop costs you about, what, $20 a month if you do their little pay-by-the-month pay by plan? Well, you, do, yeah. um, you can and do the yearly. 
Creative Cloud yeah, yeah. and get not only yeah. Photoshop, but anything Adobe really offers in that Creative Cloud. I think it's like $240 a year. Which is a pretty fair price because normally when it, before they did that, they sell it for $1,000. Yeah, it's like $500 or $600 just for the one program. Just one program right. is crazy. And that didn't count updates. You know, sometimes there was a lot of content updates that you needed to do as well. So it's pretty impressive what they've done, how this game was created. But then then you, you talk about the art style. Then you come in with the music. Oh, the music, guys. The, the music just fits perfectly into the game. Like You're seeing, you're in this open world, and you see a bunch of windmills across the plains, and the music kicks in. You're just up on top of the ship as it's carrying you by the wind, and you're just chilling. I'm serious. I could just sit back. Just watch that and relax. Probably take a nap. Yeah. And the ship's going to go on its own until you, of course, hit an obstacle or something. But still, it's so relaxing and cool. Really, really nice. So, it's <laughs> nice. So the, it's very nice. So the game, guys, for you out there, is it's a side-scrolling perspective. And you can see the vehicle interior. Now, you can zoom out with RT and zoom out, and you can see the ship as a whole. You can't see it on the inside. But one thing I really liked about it was the boiler. You could tell how much fuel it had from the outside because they, they made a, in the center of it is a little glowing orb looking thing that shows you the level of the fuel. So if you want to appreciate the game from afar, you can still see that your vehicle's how it's doing on its fuel. So you could keep it like, so if you want to zoom back in with LT, you can zoom real close and do all the stuff you need to in the vehicle. Then you can zoom back out and just watch the thing go. So really neat. I like that concept a lot. I like that you can see the fuel when you're trying to appreciate what the game looks like and how everything is going around it. It's just, that's how beautiful the game is. I can't say that enough that you just want to watch and appreciate what you're seeing. Yeah, it's it's really, like I said, it's 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 really nice to look at. I mean, I, I, I agree with you because I've never seen a, a game that was that was that clean as far as the graphics. I mean, it just... I don't know, the ship, the design of the ship, the way it's built, it looks really cool. Oh, it's a unique looking ship, too. Yeah, it's got um, lots of cool pieces. Uh, well, I meant to say earlier on the pieces of the ship, there's one thing you pick up at the end, which is very handy, was a, a little suction vacuum thing that's on the end. So when you hit those boxes and barrels that are your fuel, it automatically just sucks them in. Yeah, that so you don't have easy. to. Just, yeah, you don't have to stop your ship. You can just keep going. But the puzzles in it are really cool. They're not super difficult puzzles. They're not trying to to, to fry your brain here. <laughs> but they are creative enough to where it takes you a minute to think about it to figure it out, which I like. I love puzzles. I like puzzles that aren't trying to, like, just, again, frustrate you and just make you quit playing for a while. Yeah. I, I like it when they make it where it's something you can figure out if you put a little thought into it or just trial and error. And again, the music is by Mixed Vision, which is also one of the publishers of the game. And the music, if the music wasn't in this game, it would be a different situation. The art style is pretty, but the music just brings it all together. The music is great. The soundtrack is out. And I'm, I've actually purchased it myself. It's $4.99. I bought the soundtrack. That's how awesome I loved it. That's how wow. great it is. I'm like, yeah, I'll pay five bucks for that because I'll just sit back and listen to that before I go to sleep at night or something. So Far Alone Sales is great. It's a short game. I beat it in about two and a half hours. 
and I did play it all on a live stream. So I was stopping and talking to people, things like that. So you're about two and two and a half hours on this game. It's not long. Uh, the current price of the game is $14.99, which I think is a pretty good price because it's a replayable. I think a lot of people would re would replay this, including myself, because of just wanting to enjoy the art, to enjoy the feel of the game. Right. Well, do, but do you think with the, with the replayability, because of the way it looks, would it be um, would it be replayable as far as say difference in the way the game plays, or say a difference in the experience of how you get from one point to the other? I mean, would it be any kind of difference, or would it just be the same thing over and over? No, no, yes, it is the same. It's going to be the same experience game-wise. Mm -hmm. Gameplay mechanics and everything, or puzzles, there's no there's no two or three different ways to solve a certain puzzle. It's one way to solve a puzzle. Yeah, so yeah so, that, in that aspect, some people may not like it as far as replayability goes. Yeah, but it would be a it would be like a like a relaxing time waster or something if you. Yes, exactly. It's one of those games where like if you're just chilling out one day, you just got to do a, a, a tough Fortnite session or a really intense PUBG game, and you just want to chill out a little bit and relax. Mm -hmm. Throw this game on and just enjoy it, you know, and have fun. Yeah, I could see that because um, the game doesn't have any enemies. And to me, I, in my, in my little review I've written, I, I say that the enemy in the game is your own mind. Of course, it's you. Because you're the enemy. It's You're the enemy in this game. Just because of how you're going to think things through as far as the puzzles go. You're going to... How to use your fuel is the main thing in this game. And then there's a couple points in the game where you're going to need to figure out how to cover your ship up because it's getting beat up with hail. Yeah. And that thing will burn up. I've died twice in the game. It's, or my ship died twice in the it's game. It's probably due to laziness. <laughs> well, I didn't, it took, took me a second to realize, wait a second, got to get this thing into cover instead of trying to put out the fires. Right, of course. Everything was catching on fire. And I was like, well, I'm putting out the fires. My natural instinct was to put out the fires. Well, Alicia Keys must have been riding with you. <laughs> she could have been. She wasn't doing shit. She was taking a nap because it was burning up in the ship. That's so. what I'm saying. This <laughs> She's on fire. <laughs> She's on fire. She was made. This girl's on, on fire. fire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna let you slide on now. Anyway, it's a great pun, and you just missed it. <laughs> Again, guys, my, I'm part of my review. You're not gonna find better game visuals than this one. It's really great. It's one of the best ones out there. If you can find one, it's just that's better than this. That's current game. Let me know. You just let me know. And then the music again brings all the moments together because it does have some awesome little moments and the end of the game is really nice and again remember this, this game doesn't have a story per se it starts off with hey my father's dead right and then you're getting in a ship and you're trying to make it you're trying to go to something i'm not going to give away what you're going to because you don't know what it is until you get there so i'm not going to spoil it for you but it's really neat so don't it's watch really this stream <laughs> well until after you well, finish then, listening to this of course well, go back and watch. If you want to, leave a like and comment. And subscribe to my <laughs> like, channel. Like, subscribe, Bing, Bing. and comment. <laughs> and yes. uh, again. Click the linkies. I, oh, Lord. I stopped watch. I stopped in the game while I was live streaming. I was stopping to talk to my viewers. But about, uh, another reason I stopped is because I just wanted to admire the environment and music. It's just, it, it draws you in. Really great experience. So I'm very happy with Far Alone Sales. Now, let me give you a few of the media reviews here. Uh, the writer for Mashable, 
Anna Washenko named the game as one of her favorites. Favorites. Favorites from E3 2016 call it a, a simple but lovely game. So that's a great way to describe it. Simple but lovely. And then Chris Livingston, a PC gamer, described it as one of the most intuitive games he had ever played. And he also mm. praised the visual design and music. So me and him have that in common. Yeah. Char- Charlie Hall of Polygon, he described the game as having more meaning conveyed silently than any other major AAA games released. So as I was telling you, this game is, doesn't have a story, but it just draws you in and just conveys it silently. It does. It just you're like ah, oh, you're just in all of it. And then Kyle Hilliard of Game Informer, he praised the game's ability to connect the player to their vehicle, the world building, and the puzzles. So you do get attached to your vehicle. You should keep it going and stuff because that's the main subject of the game. It's the main character. So you're trying to keep this ship alive. And there's some awesome, cool little things that happen through the game, guys, that really just make you, you're just in love with this ship. This It's, it's kind of like a transformer in a way, the way it can change and do different things at certain points. Mm-hmm. And then it got an 8 out of a 10 on GameSpot. And again, they praised the visual style and a play. And it was a finalist in the best student game category at the 2017 Independent Games Festival. So I do want to give a shout out to the creator of this game. His name is Don Schmacher. Don Schmacher. I said his name earlier in my discussion, but he is awesome. Don Schmacher, if you ever listen to this podcast, I bow to you. You are the man. This is a wonderful game. I hope you make more like this. Keep it going. This is one of my favorite games I've played in a long time. So thank you for that. Scott, Zach, I've talked a lot here. What do you guys have for us? <laughs> From what I watched of this well, stream, I thought it was a, a pretty intense game as well as uh, uh, beautiful. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like we've all said. I mean, like, you know, it was visually visually stunning. I mean, the, graphic, the graphics and the design of the game, they did a really good job on it. Um, the the zooming in and the you know the the cutaway section of the so you can see the interior of the ship reminds me a lot of that um that game that you guys some of you guys played that what is it dive deeper or gotta go deeper submarine subnautica no gotta no, go subnautica, deeper the one where all go deeper oh, that's it yeah go deeper go i'm deeper. sorry yeah go sorry. deeper I, that's an awesome i never game. played that game never. personally go deeper was kind of wacko so. Yeah, I mean, but it it reminds me of that in the aspect yeah, of the way the you cutaway. control the ship yeah. and take care of it with the cutaway and all that. So, yeah, I mean, it looks like it would be like I said earlier, it would be a, a good a good relaxing couple hours or thirty minutes at a time. However, you needed to play it if you wanted to use something just to just to chill out and hang and just relax instead of playing something that was you know really intense and and needed a lot of interaction <clears throat> it seems like it would be fun oh it is it definitely is take my word for it take my 26 minutes of talking about a word <laughs> trust it's me. a long time it's of talking about uh well bar sales yeah i cut myself short because i could talk about this game for a while <laughs> this is wonderful he is game. very passionate about this game I but am, that's okay really so gotta be passionate about something try it out or things yeah, give it a shot more than guys. one thing i promise you so how about we go to commercial, fellas? Let's do that. Let's take a break, get some water, recharge our batteries, and I'll try to wake up. <laughs> All right, wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. We'll see you guys after the break. Okay, gamers, Chris here again. Did you know 
You could get a curated bundle of games worth over $100 for just 12 bucks a month. It's true. And Humble Monthly does just that. Use our partner link, tiny.cc slash Horton Grimm. Click on the monthly tab and sign up today. If you're a first-time buyer, you will receive 10% off your first purchase. Don't worry. They don't send you worthless games? No siree. Each game is selected based on user reviews on Steam. Only positive-reviewed games qualify. Remember, use our humble link, tiny.cc slash Horton Grimm, to check out Humble Monthly today to get awesome games, support charity, and support this podcast. Now, back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. That break was awesome. It's like the best commercial I've ever heard, ever. We hope. <laughs> Roll on the highway. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Alabama's in our head because Scott's always like, <laughs> "Are we? I'm like, are we ready to record some more, guys?" And they're like, "Yeah." And Scott's like, "Roll, Roll on." on. <laughs> so we start thinking Alabama. Roll on, blah blah. I don't know all the song words, but the song words, not lyrics. I don't know all the song words. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, we're back. Jesus. And we're supposed to talk about the retro game, which is a wonderful, difficult, amazing, super awesome game called Earthworm Jim. And Mr. <laughs> Scott chose this game for today's discussion. So, Scott, start giving us all the deets about this awesome game. <clears throat> well, Earthworm Jim was released on August 2nd in 1994. It was originally released for the Sega Genesis and later ported over to the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. The developer was Shiny Entertainment and was published by Interplay. So, the and the creator, the guy that came up with the idea, the concept, and this is an interesting thing, the reason the game was developed was because... Um, Playmate Toys decided they wanted to start their own character franchise. And this guy, Doug, Doug Tennapel, I guess that's how you pronounce his name. I have no idea. I apologize, Mr. What's your, what's your name? I think it's Tennapel. Is it Tennapel? I don't know. It looks like Tennapel. I don't know. Tennapel. Yeah, can. Tennapel. It's possible. I don't know. So anyway, the game was developed based on a sketch that this guy drew of an earthworm. And because of the success that Sonic the Hedgehog and other characters of that nature had with franchises, they decided to build their own franchise and start with a video game. So the game was a side-scrolling platformer and had shooter elements. It was noted for its platforming, shooting gameplay, surrealist humor, humor, surreal humor, and edgy art style. All right, get you some hooked on phonics. Yeah, I know, right? Hook it on phonics. Anyway, so this guy approached Shiny Entertainment, and they the company liked it. They they decided to run with it, and then. Doug was kind of, I don't know, limited to a little bit of the game design and some level ideas. And he was also the voice of the character in the game. 
Now, if you if you've never seen this game, just a little background on it. Earthworm Jim is an earthworm who finds a spacesuit and somehow joins with the spacesuit and actually becomes a a two-legged, two-armed person with a gun going around destroying things that get in his way. Now, this game was developed and created as a satire for the most part because the company who was making this game, Shiny Entertainment, was previously limited to only making product, only making video games based on product licenses from well-known companies. Take like uh, the Cool Spot from Seven Up, and that was a horrible game, by the way. Oh yes, it was terrible. Ugh. What about did they do the the damn game about the pizza guy Noid? Yo Noid. Noid, yeah, I think they had something to do with the Noid. I'll find out who uh, did Yo Noid. Noid. Y'all keep talking. Yo Noid sucked. <laughs> but then. Uh, the 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 character that Earthworm Jim has to rescue, Princess What's her name, and that was her name actually, Princess What's her name. She was really a she was a, a parody of how a lot of the video games of the time treated the female characters. I mean, they were they were really nothing except for something to go someone to go rescue. And wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Um, it was Capcom boys. Made you annoyed, uh, even though it was shitty. Um, so that's what happens when Capcom gets drunk. They make. They also <laughs> did Nemo's Dreamland or some shit. Now, hey, that, that was an awesome was game. Cool. So, but Yo Noid was terrible, but it was also pretty funny. Right. But I was trying Sorry to, to interrupt. say something now. I can't remember. Um. Yes. What I don't. I know they're saying making fun of the. Trying to find, save the girl type of deal, but come on, guys. We all know if we're dudes, if there's a hot lady that needs our help, we're gonna be there. Yeah, but and that makes kind, us want to play the game, right? <laughs> and that's what. What kind of creature was Princess? What's her name? I got B or some shit. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're an I earthworm. Don't <laughs> what would be attractive to an earthworm? <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question because we can't we can't <laughs> post that on the podcast. But <laughs> it's an earthworm. Uh, has a certain saying. shape. Anyway. Actually, it. I'm serious. It was she was a bee. Oh, okay, I know you're so. serious. You're, you know that game a lot more than I know. I like the game a lot. And you, the way and you I could was tell she was. A, I mean, she had boobs and stuff, but I mean, she had the. Um, um, I guess maybe she's a wasp or something because like the top half yeah. of her is like in the black la- latex and then the bottom half is the black and yellow striped latex. It was uh okay. it was interesting. Okay, so this game Earthworm Jim, it was so popular that they just I mean it ended up it spawned three sequels, one of which was on the Game Boy and Game Boy Color. And it also had a cartoon series that was on WB Kids. It had uh, two seasons, like 23 episodes, and it basically covered the characters from the game. You know, the villains were the same villains that were in the games, and along with a new character or two, the, the, the foremost of which was Jim's evil twin, Evil Jim. <laughs> Evil Jim. <laughs> so I love it. Captain I love Kirk. It. 
I mean, you know, so it even they there was even a 3D game. You know, like they did with the Nintendo 64 when they did uh, Mario 64. They tried to go the same route with yes, Earthworm Jim. I remember that game. But it was not well received at all. It was crap. Oh, it was terrible. The game, it was created by VIS Entertainment. It was a different company altogether. Because the guy who was in, like, the head man at uh, Shiny Entertainment, they were, they got acquired by Interplay. And so Interplay had Shiny Entertainment working on several other things, and they didn't have time to to actually convert and do the 3D version of this game. So they handed it off to VIS Entertainment. Well, this game was so bad, even the original creators of the series had nothing good to say about it. I mean... It was not a, a success commercially. It didn't make money. It was just terrible. So it didn't. It didn't get a bad. It did not get a good rep. And it actually kind of hurt the Earthworm Jim series. Uh, there was actually rumors of an Earthworm Jim four back in 08. but nothing ever came of it. I mean, after I think that there was a, a couple of more mentions of something being worked on like in 2010 and 2011, but there was never any um, never any movement on it. And to this day, as far as I know, there's not... Well, I'm sure somebody had a movement. <laughs> well, somebody somewhere might have had a movement on a physical copy of the cartridge, well, but that's neither Well, I'm there. trying to tell you this. Uh, the 3D version of Earthworm Jim was a movement. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely that. Definitely that. Also, on a side right, note, so, sorry to interrupt you. Sorry. On a side okay. note, Princess What's-Her-Name was the ugly sister. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. You know, they were insects. Come on. Yeah. So, what was it? Queen Slug for a Butt, I think, was the boss. And you had to go. Right. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, it was a, this game has so many creative uh, things to it. Uh, I know, right? The the, the Psycho uh, Pete the pup, yeah, the Pete the pup was bullcrap. I know. Right? You catch, you had to catch the puppies. No, if you didn't catch the puppies, Pete the puff was a fucking Hulk. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You had to catch them. If you didn't catch them, the dude come at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it was a got female. Very upset because that was her puppy. She got it very upset. <laughs> Whatever it was, it was not a very pleasant. She had to come thing apart right there on your face. Yeah, it would. She would kill you immediately. <laughs> yeah, it was wild, dude. This game, these the first two games, Earthworm Jim, Earthworm Jim Two, were were some of the funniest, Ow. most irreverent video games that I'd I'd seen or played. Worse, now, one of one of my favorite things was the uh, launching the cow. I love that. Okay, that so no, see, you must not have ever watched me beat the game, then. I never. I see. I haven't myself ever beaten it. I know I watched you guys play it a lot, but what's well, I'm going to say? Spoiler anybody. alert! So turn it down for about ten seconds. <laughs> when you launch the cow, you effectively kill Princess. What's her name? No oh, good. <laughs> Except for she's alive in the second one, so it's really fucked up. <laughs> the the anyway, cow lands on her. The there's no rhyme or reason in this game. They can do what they want. Right. They can make up anything. What's they want. hilarious <laughs> though at the very end, Earthworm Jim does something. Um, I won't tell you what that was, but it's it's like the the funniest thing. It's it's in the game. Well, one of the funniest things in the game. 
Well, you can spoil. I will say this: you can spoil. Oh, it. I'll, I'll go ahead and spoil it then. He steals her crown. This can't come out in the nineties. He steals her. He yes. steals her crown that was laying on the ground after the cow landed on her. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> and it's like after the cow lands on her, he's like, "Whoops, uh, I gotta go." He pretty much just walks the fuck off the screen. <laughs> And then uh, they fall into this pit of red ooze um, because in well in part two I'm, I'm pretty sure that Psycho um, kidnaps her, so that's who you're chasing in part two is Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit of uh, useless nonsense for you guys out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could probably we could probably make that the tagline for our hard tired podcast. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Just a little useless knowledge. (laughs) So, the original game was a 2D platformer shooter. It was side-scrolling. Some stages were very difficult to complete. Some stages? Would you guys agree with that? (laughs) Let's not talk about the, I don't know, the underwater ship. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Let's not talk about the whole dog thing. Um I mean, there's there's tons oh tons God, of bad problems, and, and uh, the, the yeah, Pete, the the Pete the pup stage was horrible because you had to, there was one of them one of them you had to catch the puppies and then there was another stage where you had to escort the puppy from you know all the way across the stage and you had to protect it and keep it from getting killed or hurt and if you didn't protect it if it got hit then it would morph into right and it ate your face. <laughs> And that's the way the game went a lot. And then trying to whip yourself up onto those damn hooks that were supposed to help you get to the extra lives, uh, the power blaster, I mean, even more health, you know, know, to heal yourself, shit like that. I mean, it was a nightmare. But the game was fantastic, okay? The game was fucking fantastic. Yep, yep. Well, it's, you know, like I was the the controls were easy to learn, but they were hard to master. Except for Earthworm Jim 3D, that was a complete bowel movement. Oh yeah, so that was there. terrible. Uh, there were two ways to do the combat in the game: the player could use the gun that he carried, or he could use Jim's head as a whip Mm-mm. or grappling. What in his head? To it was his whole damned body. It was whole body, yeah. To hook up, you know, to whip yourself and attach to the hooks and stuff and flip around. And if it worked, you could, you know, make yourself move across the stage rather quickly. But then there was also, like I was, we were talking about um, earlier today, there was a stage where the player could, you you controlled Jim as he was riding the rocket through the tunnel trying to dodge the obstacles and stuff. And it also had um, like a banjo country song playing while you were. (laughs) <laughs> on that stage, it was pretty great. One of my yeah. favorites. Um, I know I, that was part two. I'm pretty sure because you're chasing Psycho. Right. Yeah. There was a, and in part two, actually, it was a the the it said that the last stage was um, it wasn't a traditional boss fight. You were racing Psycho. Yes, that's that's why you were on the um, the, the rocket. Was you were yeah. yeah you were just trying to beat him, and I was pretty successful yeah. with doing that. So, right. I was a much younger man. Um, <laughs> your your reflexes were a lot quicker. This then, is huh? true. <clears throat> uh, music from the game Earthworm Jim Two was included in Game Central's Best of the Best CD compilation. So apparently, the music was really good on this game. The game, a was guy awesome. by the name of Tommy Talerico 
Can you read? The composer. <laughs> no, we can't. Tommy <laughs> Talarico, Talarico, whatever his name is. Talcum powder. It's whatever. <laughs> well, the music in this game, I do remember it having a great soundtrack in, the, all, in both the ones I played. I played part one and part two. Mm-hmm. A lot. Part three, I don't remember a lot about because I hated it. I didn't. I don't so think I, really I played part three ever. I know I played. Yeah, I, I think part three was three D. It, it was three D. Yeah. yeah. It was. It was just like it was on the sixty four. It was on the sixty four, and it was trash. Yeah. Complete trash. It was horrible. Yeah. It was. But it it was, was super pixelated. Uh, I remember pixelated. us having it. We had it at some point because it was a yellow cartridge. I remember having mm-hmm. that yellow cartridge. Yep. And banana hands. We just didn't like it. We didn't like it, and. Wasn't, wasn't I'm pretty sure I stopped playing it because it was crap. And then Bug Bumble held me through the years. So. <laughs> Here we mm-hmm. go about Bug Bumble. It's hard. <laughs> Bug Bumble. You got some fans out there of Bug Bumble. I Dude, I'm telling you, Bug Bumble was freaking awesome. I mean, you had different Dude, I guns. Game. It was fun. Uh, it, was, it was insane. It was like one of my favorite. Well, I want to say it was one of my all-time favorites on the 64. Mm-hmm. Until Mario Party came out. So. Well, definitely, well, that game needs to be on the list of one of our topics soon. Oh yeah, yeah. So and we'll uh, my re- my review for Earthworm Jim, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this paragraph sort of like you did last time. All right. Yes, I'm gonna read it. it says, this, <laughs> Here we go. This was one of my favorite games on the NES or on the SNES. All right. SNES. I really enjoyed the humorous aspect of the game. It was a lot of fun watching a cow fly through the air or fighting off a rabid bulldog. I never finished the game myself, but I did watch Zach play it a lot, and I think he may have beaten the game. I vaguely remember watching the cartoon series on WB Kids, but I don't remember a lot about it. The first two games in the series were really well done, the mechanics of the game worked really well, and it was hilarious hearing Jim yell out, OW! when he would get hit or attacked by the dog or other bad guys. Now, I really liked this game, and the character was just fucking hilarious. He was He was one of my favorite video game characters ever. Damn. I think I always thought Zach would end up getting a tattoo of Earthworm Jim, but it never happened. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no. Um, I'm more into dragons. Yeah, but Earthworm Jim would be sweet. Slaying a dragon or something. That'd be cool. Riding the dragon, not slaying. You can't slay the dragon. Well, whatever. <laughs> Having sex with a dragon. No. Maybe that makes more sense for your body. I don't know. Earthworms, I don't but. know if they procreate with sexual activity. <laughs> Well, ones with space suits might. That well, the the suit might get a little froggy. I don't. So I'm saying it might have a built-in. Well, if the frog gets near the earthworm, the earthworm are probably dead. Says. Mm, that's true. But, yeah, but yeah the, I agree with you, Scott. A lot. This game was very. It was one of those that sticks in your mind. You can always go back to it, and if ever you ever see it, like if I have just come across, oh, there's earthworm gym, like if I, in a gaming store, a retro game store or something, mm-hmm. I always just like. Just get a happy memories, you know. It's it's really a cool game, and I hated it as a in a way because of the how difficulty of it. Really was a yeah. tough game. You had to dedicate some time to it, and that's why Zach was always good to them kind of games because he would put in the effort. Me, I'd get kind of tired of them and push them away. Yeah, I always got frustrated with the damn game. I mean, I play, I tried playing through it two or three times. I get past the first stage, and then the you know, halfway through the second stage, and I'm getting my ass kicked by every little, every freaking dog or crows flying around trying to snatch you up. I just, <clears throat> I always got frustrated and handed Zach the controller. I was like, here, beat this shit, dude. Yeah, the animation <laughs> when the crow got a hold of your head was pretty damn funny. It'd shake you it around. 
<laughs> yeah, I liked when uh, I like the animation where when you were climbing when you were climbing across the chains or whatever, and he'd reach behind him, he'd pick up he'd pick up the ass end of the suit and hold it up above the dog's head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. he would keep him from biting his head. Yeah. <laughs> so on the uh, on the reproduction of earthworms, they're simultaneous hermaphrodites. And I'll let you guys look that up. Uh, no thanks. Well, <laughs> well, I can tell you what it is. Basically, this. they use they 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 have both sets sex organs. They they're male and female. They use them. Hmm. Both worms, when they're having intercourse, use both of their reproductive organs at the same time. So they both nice. give birth to eggs, babies, whatever the fuck. Oh. It's kind of gross. Well, guys, uh, I didn't realize this episode was going to turn into erotica, but it has. <laughs> hey, you said useless knowledge. Well, I said it, but that's <laughs> what it is. Some. You got some more. That is definitely definitely useless knowledge, unless, of course, you are the owners of a worm farm. This is true. Oh, we're listening to this episode, and not only are you fishing. gaming. This is now under the erotica section, guys. So you can't find it in a gaming section on iTunes. This is now in the erotica section. So check there first. I don't. I don't think we'd put it in the erotica section. It's fine. It's going to have to be now. <laughs> double, double genitalia action is. I didn't say so anything genitalia about genitalia. genitalia. I said reproductive organs. Genitalia. That's not. And that's where the show went off the rails. I'm pretty sure genitalia. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Well, anyway, before we go off to anything that definitely will put us into the erotica category, we're going to go <laughs> to break, and we'll be back to talk about our future game, Mega Man 11. So stick around, guys. You're going to enjoy it. Horton Brothers Grimm listeners, do you love our podcast? Do you find yourself wanting more of our witty banter and underwhelming knowledge of video games? Then you are in luck. Go to our YouTube channel for Let's Plays and live streams of retro games featuring all three brothers. To find our channel, just click the link in the description of this episode or search Horton Brothers Grimm on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and click the bell while you're there so you never miss a new video. We want to thank you again for all your support. But now, let's get you back to the show. Hello, welcome back from that super awesome commercial. Again, probably the second best commercial ever made in the world. <laughs> and we're back to talk about the future game. And that game is, of course, Mega Man 11. And Zach, you chose this game for this episode. So please lead us off and let us know what you think and all that good stuff. All right, so the only thing I have is my review. I'm just kidding. Um, I do have my review and you're going to get it first. I can't actually give a review of this game because it's a future game. I haven't been able to play it. But I have watched the trailers, watched the gameplay, read about it, and seems really interesting. So my review of this game is, this game is going to kick serious ass, and I'm planning on streaming on launch day. That's my review. Nice. Okay. <laughs> now, we're going to talk about this game. So... If you're growing up and you played any of the Mega Mans, you know that Dr. Wily is a piece of shit. All right? And we want to kill him. Because all he wants to do 
is destroy the world where dr light is like oh let's have peace and harmony and it always gets crapped on by dr wiley and his flying spaceship so apparently dr wiley developed a prototype known as the double gear system back in like college so <laughs> this is college yeah, I'm like invention they kind of forgot it's about. like yeah it's just chilling <laughs> Right? So Dr. Light's like, oh, I'm going to put this on you, Mega Man. So what the Double Gear system does is it gives you three abilities, basically. The one ability is like a time manipulation. It's called the Speed Gear. You can slow down time. Uh, you can use it to slow down time, of course. And I mean, just whatever situation you come upon. I mean, some examples they gave were things very robust. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, like fast moving enemies, uh, shit like that, tricky platforms, as they say in the uh, things I was reading. Uh, I, I just found it funny that, you know, they put it as such terms and professional speech, you know. Uh, the power gear, of course, your Mega Buster. You know, give you more firepower. Um, and the double gear also at critical health will allow you to activate the power and speed gear simultaneously. And it shoots like a big fireball and or, you know, a big shot and it, and it does more damage. So that's that's the three aspects of the double gear system, even though it says double gear should have been called triple gear, I think. But it's fine. I think we'll be okay. There's only there's three gears, but it's whatever. It's whatever. It's all in the mysteries. Like it's double gear, but it does three things. Right. So <laughs> it's very mysterious. They're they're using like a two point five D design uh on the game. So it, it's very aesthetically pleasing uh to the eye. It looks really, really crisp on the animation and everything. One thing that I think um not really, I guess, happy with is the, the voices. Uh, they give Mega Man a voice. I'm like, he's never had a voice. Not to my knowledge. It's always been <laughs> when it's typing out the fucking words on the screen. Okay. Um, yeah. But I guess you, you come with a new game design look. You, you got to have some, some other new stuff now. To my knowledge, well, I, uh, I think. I just looked up. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. There's TV shows of Mega Man, so he does have a voice. Well, well it's just not in the not games. games. Before. <laughs> Come on, right? I was just letting you know. I mean, people will probably make that argument. Well, you can make the up. argument about the shows, but the shows aren't in the game. Just throwing it out there. The shows aren't uh, the game. I, well, I think this game's kind of attaching itself to the shows. Maybe there's future shows coming out, and they're kind of like going to tie it all in. You know how they do? It's very possible. Mm -hmm. They could be. They could be doing that. I, you know, which is okay. I mean, I don't mind. I, actually, I do mind the voice, but it, it doesn't matter. We, I'm <laughs> just, just a purist. Well, just, uh, <laughs> they've they've tied in they've tied in the uh, the whole anime aspect of it, and they you know because your anime games they have to say the attack that they're gonna do. Yeah, that's true. They have to say rush it. coil. I mean. That's, Oh yeah. my god! I, I wanted to jump off a ledge, but I, I didn't have any control of it. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully I can move past that when I'm playing. Like I said in my review, this game is going to kick some serious ass. I'm just telling you. 
The only two bosses I know of that are in the game is that block dude and the electric dude. All right, the the only character maps I could find, they were all question marks. You, it looks like you have to beat those two guys before the other ones are revealed. Wow. So I'm not sure how that's going to end up. Because there's really... I couldn't find anything on it. I, I looked. Now, if there is something out there that I missed, please tell me. Because I would love to see this. We have till October the 2nd. Send me a private message while you still can on YouTube. <laughs> Whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can just leave a comment um, somewhere on one of these uh, SoundCloud places or iTunes or what's uh, what, what we got? Stitcher. What else we got? Yep. Tune, Tune in, in. Google Play Music. Yeah. Got plenty of places. Plenty of places to leave a message. <laughs> All right. So I, I really don't have a lot to say about the game. Like I said, uh, there's not a lot out there. But I guarantee you... Everyone is anticipating this sequel um, because you got, what, all the way to Mega Man 10. Then you have the Mega Man X series that went off, I'm guessing, past Dr. Light because, you know, he dropped the capsules and everything. He's pretty much dead. Uh, But Dr. Light's alive again in this game so i'm gonna say it's safe to say that this is well before uh, Mega Man x which is awesome in my opinion i don't know about everybody else's opinion but i think it's awesome seems to be slightly rage inducing though uh i don't know who's, who's getting ragey about it i don't know i think i seem i seem to recall a video on our youtube channel that might Show. Are you talking about Mega Man who X? Got, <laughs> who got some? Who got some rage? Mega Man. Well, X. what I was oh, raging yeah. about was the ROM. <laughs> okay, it wasn't the game. Because if you didn't notice on a certain YouTube channel, I've you know redeemed that very easily. So very very easily, and it's all good mm-hmm. because that's what happens when you're when you're good at stuff. And of course, this game is made by Capcom. If you did not know that Mega Man was made by Capcom, then you should never touch a Mega Man game ever. This is true. And you have disappointed me. Platforms <laughs> well, are going to be the Nintendo Switch, oh, go ahead. Steam, Xbox One, PS4. Coolest thing is, and one thing that I kind of have a gripe about again, there are exclusive pre-orders out there. Uh, once through GameStop, they have a bundle. No, I haven't found a bundle with anybody else. So GameStop's got the bundle, I think, exclusively. So if you want to get like the collector's edition stuff uh, with this release of the game, like little figures and stuff, you, you have to go to GameStop. You have to. You have no choice. It's sixty dollars uh, for that bundle because you get an amiibo. Um, it is the amiibo edition, is what they're calling it. Hmm. And um, I'm not sure of anybody else that has the Amiibo edition. I looked. I want the Amiibo yeah, edition. Gonna, so hopefully. It's going to be $60. Yes. $59.99. Hopefully the hints I put out today, I will be receiving this game at some point. Um, unless I have to go buy it myself, I guess. <laughs> you know, it's whatever. It's, it's whatever I got to do to get this thing. And I will have it. I will have the Amiibo edition. One way or another. Yeah, the Amiibo cool is very nice. It's very nice. 
I, I like the Amiibos myself, so I'm probably going to try to get it my, as well. Because uh, Mega Man 11 is looking pretty sweet, in my opinion. I like the design. I like the anime style. Right. I like I like the voice because I think it's a sexy, manly voice. And mm-hmm. don't sound like that start myself. with me on the voice. Well, the voice really is what makes this game to me. I think the voice. No, really it's definitely the animation. The game like it's gonna make this game the best Mega Man out there because it's got a voice. I'm just excited about it because I can close it's, my eyes and listen to Mega Man talk to me. He doesn't say that much. He just says like me Rush Coil is the only thing I've heard him say. But I can't. I just don't know why there's a voice. And I really yeah, think this voice thing's a, definitely underrated. Well, it's definitely a new wrinkle in the story. I'll say that. And when I see I Chris in person, I'm gonna slap him. <laughs> I was, and we'll see how I, that I voice don't like works out. The other Mega Man games, because of the, there was no voice, I was like, "This is bullcrap. Why? Why doesn't he have a voice? I know he can talk." Oh my god! Right. Finally, they finally have made the best perfect my, Mega Man. Doctor Light told him to shut his mouth, and that's what he did. He was a good boy. <laughs> Sounds like Pinocchio. <laughs> now that was lying. That was a little bit different. <laughs> well, see the uh, the you know here what was it back uh, last year the the creator of Mega Man released that what was it Mighty Number no. Nine and it was re- there was really high expectations for that game and and when it finally came out everybody was like oh my god well you Mighty Number no. Nine. Uh, we have to talk about it because it, it happened. All right. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of a game called Azure Gunvolt or whatever it's called. Azure Striker Gunvolt. That's what Mighty Number no. 9 reminded me of. Just a better looking Azure Striker Gunvolt. Even though Gunvolt is a great game. I, I actually have it and I like it. Because, yeah, let's just go with that. I like it. I, I can't go into detail of why I like it. Because there's so much stuff in the game that is like Mega Man's. You know, the platformer, the the mm-hmm. the abilities you get from killing things. It's it's all good. If you haven't checked that game out, go ahead. Go ahead and check out Gunvolt there. Add your striker Gunvolt. All right, well... I mean, Mega Man 11 is coming out October 2nd, 2018. That's right. Um, looks like we've pretty much covered it really well here. Is there anything else you guys want to add to it? If you found anything other than what I found, please tell me about it. <laughs> because I would like to know. Yeah. I want to see more. I want to see more. Even though it's well, it's a damn guarantee that I'm getting this game. So, I mean, it's, I mean I've got... I just per- picked up the... Uh, I guess it's the anniversary edition, or no, it was the Legacy Collection, and it's got both of, it's got the one and the two of the Legacy Collection, so I have Mega Man 1 through 10 on my Switch right now, and uh, they still piss me off like they did when I was a young kid. Mm -hmm. I'm very angry about falling in holes and all that other crap. Yeah, see, I got both both Legacy Collections on the Xbox. Yeah, I think I gave you one of those. Yep. You did. We bought one, and and then you gave, I think, you gave one to Matt for Christmas or something, didn't you? Uh, no, I just gave it to him. It was uh, well, no, I think I did buy him a brand new one for the Xbox mm-hmm. One, maybe. Yeah, it was for the one. Yeah. Hopefully, he's playing it. 
Better play. Well, it sounds He's, like you two are very prepared for it when it comes out. I got to catch up. I'm going to get those legacy collections myself. You should get them if you don't have them. Play through them. I shall. I shall. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I believe that's going to bring us to the end of our fifth episode. And again, thank you so much for listening. We're going to tell you a little bit where about where you can find us out there on the internet. So, Zach, we'll let you lead that off. Yeah, I'm on YouTube at Genova Destro, of course. Twitter is at Genova Destro, the actual at sign at Genova Destro. And I got a story about that as well. Uh, but on Twitch, I'm Genova Destro. All right. And Scott? Uh, you can find me at the YouTube channel, The Games of Death. Not going to tell you how to spell that, because if you've listened to four episodes before this one, you should already know. What about the new listeners? Nevertheless, well, okay. For the new guys, <laughs> death is spelled D-E-T-H. And I do have a Twitch channel. It's uh, Death Dealer 3. And that's Death Dealer with an O-R. That's correct. Not the E-R. It's not a drug dealer. That's correct. Anyway, those are the two places you can find me. All right. And, of course, you can find me at my YouTube channel, Bang Bang Potato. And my Twitter channel is at Bang Bang Potato 1. And you can find me on Twitch if you want to. I don't ever go over there and do anything, but it's Bang Bang Potato over on Twitch. And my Instagram is also Bang Bang Potato. Check that out. And as far as our group social medias go, you can go to www.hortonbrothersgram.com. And there's a lot of information there, guys. It will take you to all of our podcast locations. It will take you to our YouTube channel, which is also called Horton Brothers Grimm. We've got several episodes and videos of segments of our podcast, let's plays of some older games, live streams, some games we've talked about. So please go check that out. Subscribe. And you can follow us at Twitter at Horton Grimm. And remember, guys, please go check out iTunes if you have access to iTunes and leave us a five-star Review, leave a comment, hashtag knuckleheads, hashtag Scotty is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, we are going to be talking about some awesome games on the next episode. Uh, the retro game is what, Zach, what did you choose? You're going to love this one. The game was made by Blizzard. Okay. Back when Blizzard was freaking awesome. Okay, the name of the game, Blackthorn. I, t- Black. I would tell you a little bit about it, but I want you to come back to the next podcast. Oh, yes. Blackthorn is a good game. And Scott, present day game for you is what? Drum roll, please, because he hasn't told us yet, ladies and gentlemen, so we're learning it just the same time as you are. Go. Present day game, I would say we're going to talk about Diablo 3. And I know there's a lot of people out there that talk about Diablo 3, but come back and listen to us talk. It'll be more fun. You can also watch us play it as soon as that season hits. That is true. And that'd be June 15th. That'd be the end of this this (laughs) week, Friday. For the future game, unfortunately, the trend is going to die there. I did not pick a Blizzard game. I went with Jump Force, an upcoming game that includes... The characters from Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, and One 
piece. I'm very pumped about that game. We'll talk about that on the next episode. He c- he could have oh. picked the next expansion of Warcraft, but no. <laughs> let's not, let's it not, not do be that. An all Blizzard episode. No. I'd say that's a tiny bit out of scope. It could have been a Blizzard podcast. <laughs> no. We're not going to let Blizzard have it all this time. Sorry, guys. Jump Force, you're going to love it. It's an awesome, cool-looking game. We're, we're going to have to go now because I'm getting a little bit creeped out. And it's hard for, to do, as you if you haven't heard the podcast, I'm usually the one creeping them out. So he's already done it to me now. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks so much for watching again. And we hope you have a great week. We'll see you in two more of those same weeks. Come back and check us out again. And as the Sandman would say, good night. See ya.